Hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket for Stump Mic, one of our post-match IPL specials. I'm Karthik Ayer and I have with me Matt Roller today. Matt, this is the first time you're joining us post a game in the IPL this season. And usually how it happens is when when I have a couple of our colleagues with me, I'm like, guys, in India especially, it's, it's, it's midnight, it's going to cross midnight. So we basically record from one day to the next. But today, of all days, when you're joining us at a comfortable hour in the UK, it's a comfortable hour here for us as well, as Chennai Super Kings have collapsed against the Mumbai Indians. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, one of the most uh, remarkable games so far this season, a complete uh, a pasting, I think it's fair to say, 10 wickets and, what, seven and a half overs left. Uh, and yeah, it, it's uh, to sort of demonstrate just how... Uh, just how how one-sided it was. It finished so early that um, the broadcaster's sky over here had to fill some time with highlights from a game earlier in the season before starting their uh, post-match show for the first time this season. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if I sounded it uh, in 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 the first in the in my intro. Uh, Debayan Debayan, who's of course our second guest this evening on Stump Mike, our IPL special. But Debayan. Is it okay? I'm feeling a bit down, you know, watching these CSK performances. Uh, it, it Something just doesn't feel right this season in the IPL as a whole. And when CSK don't perform well, it just seems a bit weird. Oh, absolutely. I'm completely with you on that because uh, not just CSK, let's also remember just a couple of nights ago, it was also Kolkata Knight Riders. So two of the most uh, high-profile teams uh, franchises have given us two really poor performances over the last three or four days. So that's Quite disappointing at one level, but uh, it also shows that this IPL has been quite competitive. Full marks to Mumbai Indians for the way that they turned up today. They were quite ruthless. Uh, but yes, Chennai Super Kings, you know, to be very honest, uh, one couldn't really see how they could put it past Mumbai Indians. But that being said, you didn't expect them to get the, this kind of a walloping. So that just shows that this uh, franchise this year just hasn't turned up uh, properly. Hmm. So to summarize what happened, Chennai Super Kings, they batted first. They lost five wickets in in the power play in the first six overs itself. They finished after a good performance by Sam Curran on 114 for nine. There was no trouble for the Mumbai Indians. Ishan Kishan in particular and Quinton de Kock were on song. And the Mumbai Indians, the defending champions, went back to the top of the table with a 10-wicket win. Matt, we'll start with you and we'll start with the Chennai Super Kings. Because this is the first time you're being on the Stump Mike IPL podcast, we have to ask you, did you expect this from CSK coming into the season? This is a side, Matt, that has never failed to reach the playoffs in any season that they have participated in. Well, I, I can cover my back here by saying that I did tweet um, on the first day of the season saying that uh, I thought this would finally be the year that it came to an end for CSK, um, which inevitably led to some kind of pile-on from all their fans uh, after they... They rolled Mumbai over, in fact, in the opener. But yeah, I feel like I've um, sort of been vindicated in that prediction in the end. I mean, it, it, you know, it's something that people say every year. This is this is finally going to be the year that Chennai's age catches up with them and they're, they're playing this outdated form of T20 where they start slow and try and explode. And every year so far to date, it's been, uh, you know, people have, people have made fools of themselves by writing them off. But yeah, this year it's just been a step too far. You know, the, the lack of home advantage has been massive, I think. Um, the fact that they can't sort of exploit those home pitches like they did last year. Um, then I think they, they've not been helped by the, the huge break um, between people's last games. So you think of people like Watson and Dhoni who won't have played cricket for, you know, the best part of 18 months since the last IPL, um, especially in Dhoni's case. 
Um, and then also, of course, those withdrawals of um, Harbhajan Singh and Suresh Raina um, at the start of the season um, left them looking quite short. They don't have any left-handers in the top uh, top five, I think it was tonight, which has, has been a problem for them matchup-wise and no frontline off-spinner as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it's sort of... It feels like it's been coming for a long time and it does really feel like the end of an era for a team that have, have dominated um, the IPL throughout um, its inception, really. But yeah, it feels like we're sort of coming to the end of a cycle, really, and they're going to need to to rip everything up. Maybe this this sort of heavy defeat is the sort of thing that's going to spark, um, you know, they, they rip everything up and start from scratch rather than if they just miss out on the playoffs, you might think you stick with the same blueprint. But this is the sort of, um, you know, the landslide moment that I think maybe they needed. So let's let's go to your tweet, okay, where you mentioned before the start of the season that uh, that CSK will probably not make the playoffs. I want to know two things. I want to know your reasons for for saying such a thing before the season started, because there were a few of you in, in our organization as well who have maintained that CSK are not that good a side, whether it is the lack of home advantage, was it because of the age of the players that are there? And is this the year that it finally caught up or that they have tried to do what they do best, it just hasn't come off? Maybe it is just one bad year and we're making a mountain out of a molehill. Um, it, it, it's a difficult one. I think it's a combination of those factors that you mentioned there, really, that... Um, that, that made them not look like a great team on paper. But I think, to be honest, if you just strip everything back and take off the veneer of them being Chennai Super Kings and look at the players that are actually turning out for them, tonight, I'm not sure, maybe one or two of their players might have got into the the Mumbai team. If If you offered Mumbai a free option of replacing anyone in their team with someone from Chennai, bearing in mind overseas limits... I could think, you know, maybe you would put Ryadu or Dhoni in for Saurabh Thawari, who was in as a replacement tonight. But aside from that, I think pretty much man for man, I'd pick everyone in the Mumbai team in, the, in a combined 11. So I think we're, we're more or less getting to the stage where they they have been riding their luck to a certain extent over the past couple of years. And it's sort of fairly spectacularly run out this time. Um, and there does feel like a sort of slight sadness about the end of the era as well. You sort of Look at Dhoni being quite sombre and resigned to it all in his in his post match press conferences and that sort of thing, um, and it does seem like a very different um, a different atmosphere around it all to to what we're used to, which is people being quite um, philosophical and open minded about it. And when they've previously lost, they always say trust the process, this sort of thing. Um, but instead, this year, I don't think the process is working. Dhoni sort of spoke about that lack of spark from any young players coming through. Um, and I suppose they pretty well proved this point tonight. Um, if you consider that Guy Quad and uh, Jagadeesan managed, I think, not off six between them. Uh, that probably sums up what he was saying quite well um, after that defeat against Rajasthan. Yeah, and considering the fact, uh, Debayan, that Guy Quad, poor chap, he didn't have a good day with the bat. He didn't have a good day in the field as well. He dropped a catch. He let a ball run through him for four. Let's talk about the personal. Let's draw on Debayan from where Matt left off with Dhoni's comments after the defeat to Rajasthan Royals. He said that with regard to the youngsters, we didn't see the spark to push the guys. Now, you don't want to be harsh and say that because they they failed today, Dhoni, Dhoni is vindicated, Dhoni was right. But this was the opportunity for the likes of Gaikwad and Jagadishan in particular to put their mark at least for future seasons for the Chennai Super Kings, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. It was an opportunity and it is an opportunity missed. And I would somewhat go with what Max says that uh, maybe uh, Dhoni's remarks were a bit justified, but I wouldn't really hold it against these two young guys because for Gaipad, I think this was just the third match in the IPL. So he's not really had a stable batting position. Today he was uh, brought up to open, which is his natural position in, in the batting order. Jagadeesan, only his second match, he got 30-odd, I think, the last time he batted. Today, again, you know, thrown straight into the deep end. So it's a tough ask for anybody in any team and particularly in a team which is low on confidence. So that's why I thought uh, Super Kings were a little ripe for the taking. And that's why I was surprised that Dhoni uh, said as much in the last match because they were still mathematically within, you know, uh, touching distance of a playoff spot if they had won all their uh, remaining four matches. But it just seemed like he was resigned and so was uh, Stephen Fleming. His comments also were somewhat on similar lines. So maybe there's something uh, behind the you know back room which we don't really know about. But there has been a definite dip in confidence and that's just rubbed off on some of the younger players. So I wouldn't hold it against them. I would be uh, you know somewhat critical of Dhoni for speaking up the way that he did. Because at the end of the day, at least in public, you've got to back your players. You, you can't really be running them down and you can't be saying things like you didn't uh, you know find a spark. It's it's remarkable candor, but I think it should be saved up for inside the dressing room. But hasn't this always been uh, Dhoni's Dhoni's way of doing it? Like he's he's consistently he speaks well at post-match press conferences. He's 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 pretty open about his tactics, about the personnel who are performing and those who are not. No, Devan. I completely agree with that, uh, and that's why I'm saying that from you know from a journalist's perspective, it's great that he's given these comments. But I'm just putting myself in the shoes of these younger players. It almost seems like it's uh, it's like the captain and by extension, the franchise just has, doesn't have that much confidence in you. And that's pretty uh, damaging, I think, for a young 20-year-old or you know 20-something who's just playing his first or second maybe season of the IPL, looking forward for opportunities. I think uh, the real issue which has plagued Chennai Super Kings and that's been you know shown up in the last couple of games is that uh, they uh, kind of got away with a couple of matches in between where they played, you know, the slightly lopsided 11 where they had more bowling options than batting options. And then there was that 10-wicket victory against Kings 11 Punjab, which probably gave them that belief that this is what was working for them. But I don't think T20 cricket works that way. You can't really pack your side with people who are able to bat. It, it can't make up for the kind of situation which today uh, they, they were faced with. They would have been much better off with a specialist batsman somewhere in the middle order, perhaps to try and shore up, uh, you know, the kind of start they had three for four. It's very rare for any team to recover from that kind of a start. And I think that's been the theme of this IPL, that the teams which are really struggling now and which are going to find themselves in a, in a bit of a jam in terms of, you know, playoff scenarios are the ones which don't really know what their best 11 is, what their best batting lineup is. And those are big factors when you're playing in somewhat alien conditions. And the conditions also keep changing at every venue, every you know cycle that we go in for. Earlier, it was uh, you know mostly bat-first type of pitches. Now, we are seeing teams coming back into it when chasing. So, it, it's a difficult one. And you really need some balance in your side to be able to uh, ride through those uh, issues. Yeah, I just wanted to say as well on that, it's a very good point about Guy Quad and Jagadeesan. At the end of the day, those are two of the the cheapest guys in their squad in terms of their auction. Um, I think they're both on 20 lakh. They're young domestic players. If you look at the, the reasons for their failure this year, you've got to be thinking about people like Kedar Jadab, Piers Chowla, Khan Sharma, people like that who are actually on huge salaries um, and really haven't haven't put up any kind of performances given that. I think Jadab's scoring it slower than a runner ball this year or more or less. Chowla's gone at nine and over. Um, despite the fact he's on a, a huge salary, I can't remember exactly what it is. Something like you, you know, um, 
seven crawl or something like that. So it, it, it's it, it's not really about these youngsters. Um, and also, it's a, it's a good point from the Bayern, the fact that those the three wins they've had have almost been have lulled them into this false sense of security because of the fact they've all been really convincing. Um, like t- turning over Mumbai in the first game of the season actually turned out to be a terrible thing for them because it, it gave them this this sort of false hope and trust in the in the process that really hasn't worked at all. Um, then that Kings eleven victory that you mentioned, ten wicket win, and then equally that game against Sunrisers where they came in with seven bowling options. Um, and because the all-rounders managed to step up with the bat, it, it, it wasn't a problem that they didn't have um, that sort of reliable core of, of batting that they've generally had over the past few years. Um, so each time they've won, it's almost lulled them into this false sense of security. Um, and the result has been that they've had heavy defeats trusting that method, um, which which hasn't hasn't worked at all over the course of the season, really. Yeah, I I take your both your points on uh, Rutraj Gaikwad and Narayan Jagdishan. Uh, the t- highlights of the match are just playing in the television just behind me, and they're showing the highlights of when uh, Gaikwad dropped Kishan, and you can see it on his face. He has puffed up cheeks, and it just it it does feel uh, sad, divine that 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 it has come to this. But then let's talk about the if if we can consider them the main culprits of csk's uh, demise uh, this year kedar jadav piyush chavla maybe maybe even a karan sharma but i think one of the biggest names and the most important ones has to be mahendra singh dhoni with the bat he hasn't performed we started the season with the whole contro- controversy in quotes about where he should bat he said he was trying to find his form dhoni talks about a spark but we haven't seen that spark from him debayan with the bat or when he's captaining the side as well, have we? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the three names that uh, Matt uh, highlighted and you also spoke about, the funny part is that they have not played every match. So, they themselves have probably not really known about their exact role in the squad. Uh, that's been the problem for them. They've never really known what is their most ideal top order. Again, that first game where Ambati Raidu played an outstanding innings, that probably, you know, just lulled them into a false sense of security that this was going to work. But then he got injured, then he went out. That's where a lot of their issues opened up. Murli Vijay opened in those first couple of games. He wasn't going, you know, at a rapid enough rate, which is why they had to push up initially Faf Duplessis. Later on, they got Sam Curran into the picture as well. So there's just been too much chopping and changing. It has worked from time to time, but you have to realize that even the opposition wisens up. So every time you do something, you try something different, they'll come back with some strategy of their own. And uh, I mean, just, you know, stepping back and exactly all the points that Matt mentioned. No Suresh Raina, no Harbhajan Singh. That's two massively experienced T20 players and guys who've been, you know, around right from the first season of the IPL. Okay, Devan, but I want to ask you this: Would you have said the same thing at the start of the season? Like Suresh Raina was obviously he was not on the up. Let let let's let's just say that. Like even his last couple of IPL seasons have not been the greatest. Uh, he retired from international duty as well just before he was supposed to play in the IPL. Harbhajan Singh is a similar case to Suresh Raina. He hasn't been at his best and he's not played cricket for a long, long time. We're taking these two names now, Devayan, but would you have said the same thing at the start of the season about the Chennai Super Kings and their team? I think we did because if you recall, we did a couple of podcasts right at the start of the season and uh, th- these were uh, two you know, factors that we did talk about Chennai that this is what worries us about them. The fact that so much of experience is missing. So, yes, Raina has probably not been as explosive as he's uh, typically been. But I think if you look at his records, he's been one of the most consistent batsmen in, in you know, IPL history. 
and uh, just the fact that he used to come in at number 3 that gave them that little confidence their openers could go a little harder so this year that has been the issue they have not really known about their settled batting order the batsmen who have come out to open haven't really been very sure about what what needs to be done again the only exception being that chase against kings 11 punjab where probably they were helped by the fact that it wasn't a very substantial total but but the cracks have been visible right from the start and dhoni um, yes he's kind of underperformed as a batsman himself i think his highest has been 47 and uh, a couple of knocks where he's come in and just you know blasted off towards the end but we know and we have highlighted that on this podcast as well that he's no longer the same dhoni that we once knew who could come and play himself in and then you know start exploding towards the end so there had to be something which was a little different there was there, was, there had to be some sort of reimagining of uh, certain roles i think on one of the mute knees i had suggested that dhoni should maybe bat at number 3 because he's probably well equipped to take on the spinners if he comes in up higher up the order and can take his time to settle in but yes i mean all of the that is easier said on hindsight uh, i think uh, basically the issue has been that they've not really been able to put together 11 proper players with the right balance with the right balance of foreigners as well it, it, you know we we have discussed before that imran tahir should have probably got a game he finally got a game today but you know by then it was too late and as it turned out he had more of a starring role with the bat than the ball so that just sums up the kind of lopsided season that chennai super kings had uh, they just didn't know what their best uh, team was what the best uh, combination was for the situations for the conditions and yeah i mean that's the nature of this league that it kind of slips away very fast from you if you keep uh, repeating certain errors and i think that that um that point about them not knowing their combination was probably uh, best illustrated by the game tonight and the sort of the contrast with mumbai because i think chennai typically have sort of stuck with the same 11 and generally backed it for most of the season rather than sort of chopping and changing within games but i think this year it's 17 or maybe their 18th player this used this season was um tahir when he came in tonight um whereas you know mumbai i think made their third change of the season today when they they um replaced uh, the injured rohit with um sarab tiwari and that that sort of speaks volumes i think about the fact that they they really have been unsettled you think of uh, you know uh, tahir came in today they've had hazelwoods played in that fourth overseas slot and gidi had a couple of games bravo came in in the middle uh, they they really don't seem to have um I don't know it feels like a lot has changed since the auction but equally um th- there were a lot of people competing for those four spots um following that auction um and and the result has been the the you know chaos basically Devan I want to go back to your point about experience and I take it that CSK may have lacked the experience this year of Raina and Harbhajan but that that cannot be the reason why they are struggling is it because if you look at experience csk have enough and more players with experience in the side the likes of faf the likes of watson dhoni is there hazelwood's pretty experienced himself imran tahir so it's probably not i i can't see how it is that they're missing the experience of raina and harbhajan and which is why they're in this position they're probably missing the talent and maybe raina's ability to hold up that middle order and i get it when we when we said before that csk could do with their experience but there was also a point where all of us were excited to see the likes of jagdishan the likes of rutraj daikwad in the side and we would hope that they would do well i mean i still hope in the remaining three games that csk have that they at least put down a marker for the upcoming seasons 
Yeah, no, you're right uh, that uh, just the experience itself wouldn't have been that handy. But, you know, somebody like Raina, he's also a gun fielder. He's also a pretty useful change bowler. So those are the kind of dynamics in which uh, players like that come in handy. So, yes, of course, I mean, and having won their first match against Mumbai Indians, there's absolutely no, you know, hiding from the fact that they probably um, should have been able to make up for that loss. But but they just didn't. And, you know, there was there were a couple of injury concerns. Raidu getting out at that early stage. Uh, injuring himself after the first match that was unfortunate bravo in the in the previous match that was also quite bad for them because at least what he was he's no longer the batsman that he was but he was giving them some good you know solidity with the death overs so that was something that they again were, are going to miss over the next three or four matches uh, and once again the you know the indian seamers all of them have experience they have uh, played some level or the other for india so these are guys that you would expect to kind of come to the party a little bit better. Ravindra Jadeja has probably been quite disappointing as a bowler. He's actually probably been one of the best batsmen through the season. So, yes, I mean, it's just been sort of topsy-turvy. And again, I come back to the point that uh, as captain, you shouldn't have pulled the plug as early as you did. You know, Dhoni in his post-match uh, utterances, not just in the previous match, but even throughout the season, he's talked about holes in the ship. These are great uh, portable courts, but I don't know if they do a lot of help. I mean, I'm assuming here that, you know, players have access to uh, televisions and they hear what their captain is saying. I hope that they are probably all in a bubble in that sense and they, they don't tune into what the captain's saying. And, uh, I'm sure there are, you know, different conversations which happen behind closed doors in the dressing rooms, but they've just looked a little flat all the way through. So that's pr- probably the, you know, answer to that because we even saw in the last match when Dhoni got run out. Uh, and how in our entire office, everybody was saying that we've never seen Dhoni run slowly for a first run. He just wasn't expecting a second run. And that's how he got out because uh, at the other end, you know, Jadeja hustled and he just kind of, uh, he was just inches short. I mean, if he'd just taken it in typical Dhoni fashion, he would have cantered home. So it's just not been the CSK of old. It's just not been the Dhoni of old. Okay, so let's now move to the positives for the Chennai Super Kings or... Matt, do I need to have to make that singular positive? <laughs> Sam Curran, that's it, right? Well, yeah, I don't know. I suppose if at a push, you could say Faf um, has had an all right season. Um, you know, unspectacular, but he's done his job. I suppose the, the interesting thing about Curran, I was just just got the numbers up actually, and you know, he averages twenty strikes at one three six this year with the bat and with the ball ten wickets and an economy of eight point five. It doesn't it, those numbers don't sort of sing out off the page by any means. Um, but I think in terms of impact in key moments and this sort of there's almost it's almost become a meme this idea that Sam Curran makes things happen at important times. But it does feel like it's been the case. You know, that these um those those cameo innings he was playing earlier in the tournament, sort of fifteen off six, eighteen off ten, stuff like that. Um, coming in and providing some impetus um, for a team that desperately needs it as well. Um, and then also, you know, his sort of, I suppose, bustling medium pace, really. It's not, um, I don't think there's any particular mystique to it, but it's just, you know, he he has a decent um, number of slower balls and cutters. He buries his lengths well. He's very good at sticking to plans and bowling to fields, that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, he seems like he's probably the one uh, Chennai player who's who's coming out of this season with his reputation enhanced um, rather than diminished, um, and, and has arguably as well, having been a, a fringe member only really of England's T20 side, has probably put quite a strong case forward for uh, for inclusion in uh, in their T20 side, especially heading into a, a possible subcontinental um, World Cup next year. So, so what's the reaction been in in England to to Sam Curran's performances? Because 
I mean, all said and done, I don't think many English players have set the 2020 IPL alight. If any, I can't, at the top of my head, I can't really think of any names. Whereas Sam Curran just seems to be the shining light in an underperforming Chennai Super Kings. So what's the reaction been to Sam's performance? Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I, I suppose I'd counter that in the first instance by saying I think Joffrey Archer is... Oh, yeah, um, yeah I, I just I just realised. Yeah, <laughs> the, the one exception. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a very fair point. If you look at someone like um, Stokes or um, I, I suppose Butler's probably arguably underperformed other than two very good innings. Um, Bairstow's had a, had a decent season. But yeah, Curran, I suppose, has been the... Um, arguably the standout, um, apart from Archer. Um, I, th- I think people are, are very encouraged by it. Um, he, he sort of, I think everyone has always assumed that he would become a good T20 player. And that was the format that he sort of first broke into the Surrey team playing when he was 17 or 18. Um, but he, he, he sort of, because of the fact that he's played more test cricket than white ball cricket over the past couple of years, he's not actually played that much T20 in the last two years. Um, but yeah, definitely that he was um, somewhat controversially, I'd say, actually included in the T Twenty squads at the end of the summer ahead of um, David Willey, uh, who, who a lot of people, including myself, think have been has been quite hard done by um, by the England selectors over the past couple of years. But you know, I think Curran is pitching himself um, pretty well for as a sort of potential, I don't know, number seven or number eight. Um, if there's one thing that England arguably lack in their T20 side, it's probably a finisher. Um, so the idea of him being able to come in and play these sort of brief cameos where he, he smashes 15 off six balls, that sort of thing, um, I think that that's very um, reassuring. And also his bowling does look like it's coming on. I think he's probably bowled with just a, a hint of extra pace Um this IPL, I think some of, some of the speed guns appear to have been a little bit generous at times, but um, yeah, he's. Uh, I, I think he's 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 been very impressive. I think people are um, encouraged by, it. especially it, it, it's the sort of thing when Donny comes out and says he's a complete cricketer that people always take sit up and take notice of, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I think people people are very encouraged by his development as a T20 player, and yeah, he's uh, he's the one of the exceptions to the rules of a slightly disappointing IPL for Englishmen. Okay, so Sam Curran is the one Chennai Super Kings fans y'all can look forward to to take the team forward maybe over the next few years. Of course, depending on what happens in whatever auction we may have this year and the next. Devan, we won't end though without talking about the Mumbai Indians though. And you know what? This is a side and I think a lot of us have maintained exactly what Chennai Super Kings did. If you have to beat Mumbai Devan, you have to beat them in the opener. Otherwise, it's so, so tough to get past them. Just ask Kings Eleven Punjab. It took them two Super Overs. Yeah, just uh, amazing consistency. They know exactly what their best eleven is. They know more or less exactly what their best batting order is. They've got great flexibility in that middle order. You know, any two of uh, Hardik Pandya or Krunal Pandya or Kyron Pollard can come in at any stage and sort of change the complexion of the back overs, which is why they've been scoring so well towards the death overs of their matches. And of course, that fantastic bowling lineup where they have so much of an embarrassment of riches that just Preet Bumrah often doesn't even get to bowl in the power play or at most bowls just one over. So I'm glad that they were given, you know, he was given that uh, new ball today to share with uh, Trent Bolt and just, you know, see see what the result was. And he's somebody who's just, you know, sort of springing into form. He's going to become even more difficult to score off in the matches to come. Uh, Rahul Chahar has come off uh, so so well as a, you know, leg spinner. Uh, Krunal Pandya is becoming more and more innovative and intelligent. I think he also bowled a bouncer today, which (laughs) 
uh, was slapped away by Karan for I think a one or something. But yeah, it's just a fabulous team, and I I've maintained it pretty much from the start that I see them as probably the favorites for the crown, and you know this is the kind of performance which only justifies it further. And just to add to Matt's point, I think it's only two changes they've made because Saurav Tiwari had started. So he's just basically come back into the eleven. So it's only uh, Ishan Kishan and Nathan Kultanail who've been, you know, given a chance outside of their first eleven. So that that's the sign of a settled team. They were missing their captain. That should have been a big deal. And this is Rohit Sharma, the hitman. It just it just wasn't. But but it's a blessing in disguise in a way because Rohit Sharma has had a pretty average IPL this year as as a batsman, and you know Pollard has some pretty decent pedigree as a captain himself. So in that sense, they weren't affected that much pound for pound for both uh, players. Of course, you would rather go with Rohit Sharma than Saurabh Tiwari any day in the eleven. But I think in the bargain, they've just discovered that if need be, Ishan Kishan can be quite a good you know gun opening batsman because he just came out with an uncluttered mind. You know, went after the bowling much the way that we saw Manish Pandey the other night for Sunrisers Hyderabad. And sometimes that's what exactly what you need, especially in a chase because it just calms the nerves and it completely uh, deflates the opposition. That's what happened with Chennai Super Kings. Which is why, again, I wouldn't be too, you know, harsh on the dropped catch because I think by then the team would have completely sort of, you know, zoned out and would have been looking forward to getting back to their hotel rooms. Hmm. So Matt, give us that stat on Pollard's captaincy. Oh yeah, 15 wins in a row now, um, which is some effort. I don't think any team in the world probably has a better vice captain uh, than Pollard. I think that's that was. Yeah, today followed by it was uh, the the final one in that sequence, and there'd been eleven wins in a row for TKR as captain and three for West Indies. So uh, yeah, and it, it all dates back as well to quite a surprising one that the one um, just before that sequence was a four-run defeat to Ireland in January. So uh, pro- probably not the team you'd expect at the start of it, but yeah, they're an unbelievable side. I, I think I could gush for an entire podcast on them, but uh, yeah, I mean just just. A couple of points. I, I, I think they're um, they've won seven and lost two since that defeat in the opener, and the two losses were both super overs, um, which probably illustrates just how dominant they've been. And then also, I suppose today, if you think if you had to ask someone what Mumbai's biggest strength is as a, as a team, I would argue it's probably their middle order. Uh, and today they they won without any of those middle order contributing at all, pretty much. Um, you know, it was it was the the seamers up front, uh, followed by the the opening pair, including a makeshift opener in in Ishan Kishan. Um, so yeah, they're, they're an unbelievable team, and I'd be relatively surprised if they don't go on and win it. Yeah, Matt, don't worry, we'll probably give you the opportunity to gush more about <laughs> unbelievable Mumbai Indians because I have a feeling we're going to be talking a lot more about them on Stump Mike, our IPL specials. CSK, of course, are mathematically and not out, but it would take a minor miracle for them to qualify for the playoffs. Uh, we'll probably have to do a little more of a deep dive into Chennai Super Kings once it is confirmed that they can no longer make the playoffs. But for today and for tonight, thank you so much, Matt and Devayan, for joining us. We'll see you next time.